Hello and welcome to the very first episode of The Juice with Tom or T. Jer. Wanted to do this podcast for a couple reasons. The first one is that I recently on Twitter had put out a tweet that I had quit a cushy job to start my own business. It's a crime scene and biohazard cleanup business. Um, And I put kind of my story of what I did to get to where I was, quit a job that I was comfortable, safe. It was a six-figure job. After 10 years of being in corporate America sales, I decided to quit and do my own thing. And I got a lot of feedback from it. I got DMs because I really put it out there that I wanted to, uh, since doing it, people in my sphere have said, like, I wish I had the guts to do what you, what, you know, what you did. And, you know, it, yes, it takes guts, but it, it really, I think what holds back most people is just the fear of the unknown, of course, but it's more like you don't know what you don't know. And what I mean by that is they, they just, it, it seems so complicated when you look at what's needed in order to start any business. I went with a franchise. I was not an expert in anything, one thing in particular, other than general sales to start my own business doing something. And so I went with a franchise model. I mean, I, you know, I've said it a few times, um, you know, and I'll get into that later of the checklist. That's what, that's what I lived and died by when I was making the decision of what I wanted to do after quitting my job. Um, so But if you go over everything that is needed in order to start a business, even if it's a franchise that comes with a business model that's supposedly proven, it really does still come down to the operator. No business is just give me money and it'll just work. So if you look at everything, it's it's so overwhelming. And people might be interested and get excited when they have the thought that I'm going to, I'm going to start a business. I really love whatever industry, marketing, media, whatever it is, and want to go start my own firm, business, company, whatever it is. But when you get into stuff like, well, you need insurance, you need a computer setup. You you need so many things, a CPA, a bookkeeper, QuickBooks, all these things. When you lay it out, what's needed, it, it can be so overwhelming that you fall your, into what people have referred to as analysis paralysis, where there's just so much stuff to think about and analyze that you end up doing nothing. Um, because you get uh, I did, there's no way I can get to all of that. I can't mentally handle all of that. I want to tell you that not only can you, but you don't need to know all of it right off the bat. I am five years into my business. I have been extraordinarily busy and extraordinarily slow, depending on what month it is. And still to this day, it's a streaky business that I'm in. Um, It's definitely leveled out, but there are things that I'll still have a slow month compared to others. And there are things, there are softwares, CRMs that I probably should have looked at and learned by now and I still haven't. 
you know, I had to do a whole data migration halfway through my business because I wasn't loading customer data into QuickBooks properly. So I had to go back and add phone numbers and emails because if someone wants to know what zip code do I do the most business, I couldn't tell you because I didn't put zip code into QuickBooks. I was just more interested in get the name, the address, the email address so that the invoice can go to them and that's it. It wasn't good. So, you know, there was there's stuff that you can learn along the way and then there was stuff that sounds way more complicated than it actually is. Number one thing is insurance. Depending on what industry you're in, you know, you might need a variety of insurances. I have one broker who did all of it for me. He goes, you should have this, 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 and this. You know, general liability, excess, umbrella. You think I know to this day what any of those really truly mean? No, I don't know every detail of my insurances. I know that in this circumstance, if something happens, I'm covered, cool. And then I move on because you can get stuck in the minutia of details of stuff and there's a hierarchy of importance that you can work off of and knowing the super details of the insurance is not one of them or it's at least bottom of the barrel. So my goal with this podcast is really to get people, you know, comfortable with uncomfortable because that is a big thing of it. And if you're one that needs comfort, needs certainty, you need to know how much your next paycheck is, you know, entrepreneurship is going to be very hard for you to wrap your hands around. And I'm not even calling myself an entrepreneur. This is the only business I've ever started and it's a franchise. So, you know, to true entrepreneurs that, you know, launch something from nothing, uh, you know, might look at franchises as, you know, a cheat code. I, I get it. But again, I had no expertise and it still gives me the freedom and the, the fulfillment that I was looking for that I would never, ever get working not just for someone else, because there are jobs out there that I'm sure are flexible and you know, you have a great boss or whatever. I, I wasn't in any of them. I was in a very restrictive job in every single way. And I can, you know, you can check out my Twitter to find out my story. I'm happy to go through it and I will in later episodes. But you know, I it gives me the freedom that I want and I make as much, if not, you know, more, I make more at this point, but there was a couple years where it was, you know, a little bit less. So it was like a step down for two steps up type of situation. And, you know, by year three, things were just running really smoothly. Um, and it could have been done earlier. I just had to go through the learning process. And, you know, what's good about a franchise for me is I needed support. I've never launched a business. I didn't have, you know, I don't come from, um, you know, business owner, family and all of that. So, uh, you know, the other owners in the franchise uh, are so helpful. It depends on the franchise and, you know, how tight knit of a group in mine, it's extremely close. I talk to other owners every week. Uh, we share secrets, we share tips, or we just... It's a very heavy industry, crime scene cleanup, hoarding cleanup, biohazard, that um, you need to kind of get things off your chest and not everyone can hear what you have to say. I have no problem sharing it, especially if someone 
is interested. That's that's the point, um, and a big factor of why I chose this industry. But um, I talk to other owners all the time because they understand. And then I talk to other business owners because they understand not my industry, but just general business owning things. So, you know, I want to be that resource and I'm happy to be that resource for anyone who's in a position where they know they want to do something more than what they're currently doing, whether it's at a job, a corporate job, a non-corporate, whatever the situation is, if you're looking to do your own thing and it doesn't have to be a franchise, although that is what I would know more than others. Um, and I don't mean more than other people. I mean more than other industries and more than other businesses. I would know that better. But if it's just general you know, operation or marketing ideas, definitely sales ideas. I mean, it, it, my experience is in sales, writing scripts, cold calling, in-person meetings, it, it, every aspect of sales I did for 10 years and I, I was pretty good at it. Um, and that was a big motivating factor was I felt like I could sell anything as long as I believed in it and had conviction and all of that. I, it didn't matter what industry. I didn't know what industry I wanted to be in. I just wanted to do my own thing and it be, I was searching for passion and fulfillment. So um, it's not as, it's hard but it's not as complicated always than you think. And don't overlook franchising, in my opinion, at least as a stepping stone. And that's what my current business is to me. I love it and I still enjoy it. And that's why I'm still doing it. A lot of people will, you know, they say they want to three to five years is when they start to think about selling. I've thought about it. Sure. But I, I still enjoy what I do. Um, I enjoy helping people. I enjoy especially the hoarding side of it. I enjoy it as someone who has flipped stuff and, you know, I'm interested in like treasure hunting in someone's house and not, not for personal gain, but like I've recovered things that people haven't seen in decades and that's a really good feeling. So I still really enjoy the business that I own, but I knew to get out of corporate and into my own business, I couldn't do it by myself. I needed either an existing business that had an existing process that I could just step in and try to throw gasoline on. That's going to cost a lot more upfront, but it'll have existing cash flow. Or a franchise, which is actually not the way that I was thinking, but I ended up going with because it has a proven business model. You go through training. There's a hundred other people that I can talk to that do exactly what I do. And it, you know, we can bounce things off of each other. We get assigned a mentor. I'm now a mentor. So two other owners. So, you know, I knew I needed that. I'm telling you for 10 years, I was dreaming of doing my own thing but I had no direction and no idea. And to be honest, I still don't in a lot of aspects. However, as soon as you start doing your own thing, something unlocks in your brain and everything feels more possible. Because I've, I mean, within the first year of owning my business, I've felt like, oh, I could run a 
restaurant, which I've have never thought of before, or I'll look at like a vacant storefront and be like, that would be a good spot for a whatever store. I just hit the mic. Uh, a whatever store. You know, you'll just start getting so creative. It's like unlocking potential. Um, and and that's I never had that thought. You know, because when I was working and on a fixed income, even though I was making over six figures. I, you know, after taxes and personal bills and all of this stuff, you know, I, you just, you're scared. You, you're so scared of getting, of spending money because at that point you're not investing unless you're putting it in the stock market, which I won't even pretend to know anything about investing in the stock market, but you know, it, it, that's not spending money. That's investing. Based, most people who work a job, the money they make after taxes after health insurance, after, you know, retirement, the money they make goes to bills. And then whatever is left over, they put into a savings account or an investment account. You know, that's great if you're investing in stock market, putting it away for, you know, uh, an investment account. And I'm not talking about retirement account, which is also recommended, but not, you know, this is like a, um, a regular investment, E-Trade, or if you have someone manage it for you. I don't know enough to do it myself. It's a lot of hours to put in to try to understand it. And I feel like after a thousand hours, I still won't know. So it's not worth it to me. I have someone handle that. But, you know, the money you have, you want to hold on to because you've earned it. You've worked so hard for it. And you don't think about what can I put this into that can make me more money because one, you're limited on time. You're working 40, 50, 60 hours a week. You are stuck, you know, in that schedule. So unless you can do something late at night or on weekends, you know, you, you, there's not much you can do. And if you do, it's more of a side hustle than a business. And, you know, I get that it can slowly grow into earning more than your job. That would be awesome. But you just, you look at your money differently when you own a business, because I, I didn't have enough to, you know, in liquid money to buy my business, to, to buy my franchise outright. It was about a $90,000 upfront investment to buy the franchise name, the, the equipment, uh, a box truck, you know, all the supplies, I already said equipment and supplies, you know, there are intangibles like proprietary chemicals and stuff like that, that we have, that we have to pay for. So there's a, large upfront cost that I didn't have. Maybe if I combined all of my retirement plan, I didn't want to touch it. I've always heard use, you know, take out a loan, use other people's money. It's scary because you have to pay it back. But I went the SBA loan route. It was an SBA loan express, SBA express loan, $150,000 up to you can get. I took the whole amount and, you know, they don't check what you spend it on. And I'm not saying to spend it recklessly, but I'm saying like you can use it for like mortgage. If you have the first three months, you don't make a penny. And that's why I took the mo- the whole amount. But um, I took out a loan and then I had more money in an account because after the 90, I had 60 or so thousand dollars in a bank account that I can use for literally anything business related. And... I started, you know, I, I started very lean, right? I just uh, started working. But then, you know, I was like, well, th- I just did a job 
and it took me four hours. If I buy this sprayer or this fogger or these rags or this ladder, whatever it is, a bigger trash can, I can get the job done in three hours. And if I'm paying an hourly rate for an employee or even just, you know, I need to get to estimates and, you know, I need to send out invoices and I need to learn how to do more stuff to make more money. That extra hour compounded with other, you know, every day with other jobs, that saves me a lot. So if it costs me $200, it's like, well, I will make that back in two jobs. And then I, every job after that is profit. Well, that's a no brainer. And then it just, just that type of thinking, it unlocks. And then you just look at money differently because now the money that it's like, if I buy a sandwich, even I'm thinking, well, that $10 or whatever it is could have been used for this. Like I think in terms of like that, that could have earned me this much you know, especially in the beginning because times are tight when, or, or things are tight when you first start because you haven't earned money yet. You know, after a certain period of time, you can then start treating yourself a little bit more, but not excessively because you're still on a budget and an early small business. So, you know, you can't, you know, my third month I did $40,000, which is insane because that's a still a very good month for me. So to do it in my third month is felt ridiculous. And that's because several, you know, three very large jobs lined up one being a car bombing, which I didn't even know how to even think I was barely learning how to do regular jobs. And then I get this insane one and I'll happily go through that. It was on the news. I was on the news. It was an very, interesting story and experience. I'm happy to go through that one day. Um, but you know, it, it's the, the, the temptation to go buy a boat after that, like, Oh my God, I've arrived. This is so easy is there. But then the next month I did $500 for all month. And the next month after that, I did $1,500 the entire month. So 40,000, then 500 and then 1500. So you spread that 40,000 out, average it over those three months. And it came out to three very mediocre to low months. So, you know, just whatever, take that for what it is. Um, when you're early on, that was month three, four, and five. So I'll never forget that. And I tell that story all the time to new owners of my franchise because, um, you know, it's there and people have done that. And then they, they get themselves in a bind. So, you know, trying not to go out on too many tangents because I will cover anything and everything people are interested in hearing about. The main point is that once you start to unlock things, so much more feels possible. And there is so many people, I'm 36 there's so many people my age that are, you know, wishing or hoping to do what I did at 31, but they're like, you know, maybe in my forties when I'm more comfortable, but life keeps giving you more stuff. Wife, house, spouse, rather uh, house, kids, you know, 
circumstances, health problems, family health problems, whatever it is, there's never going to be a perfect time except right out of college to me is like the perfect time, even earlier, because you have uh, more time, which is the most, I know everyone says it's the most valuable asset. It is. Um, and I don't mean, you know, it, every, I don't even mean it the way everyone means it. The way I mean it is like you have time in your everyday life because you don't have other responsibilities. Yes, you have, you know, someone right out of college at 21 has 10 years on me so that if they start then, you know, and then no amount of money ever bought a second of time, all of that, I get it. But I just mean like you have so much more time to try something or, or during the day, you don't have that spouse. You don't have that mortgage. You don't have those kids. Like that is, that is the perfect time to try something. I, my wife and I, um, were, she, my wife was pregnant with our very first kid. We have two now, our first kid, when I decided to start looking for businesses and I launched this business two months after he was born and it, it's the only income in our family. So huge risk, but it, you know, it was just, it had to be done. Like it's something that I knew once he was born, if I didn't have something else in the works, it would just be harder and harder. And I, it's not impossible at all, but you know, I think a lot of people think I, I'll get to that one day, you know, 40 is still like early for starting a, your own business after you've been in business, you know, at a job for 20 years, but you don't have to wait. Um, and even all you have to do is just learning. It's just, you know, ask questions. I want to, I will happily answer anything I know, um, or can, if someone wants to reach out to me privately or, you know, if anyone ever listens to this and, and has done what I'm doing, you know, quit a job, cushy or not, and trade it in their comfort for, you know, passion, trade it in, um, you know, what seems safe, even though no job is safe in my book, safe for, you know, fulfillment, you know, trade it in what see what is easy and complacent for something challenging. Yes, but will make you happier than you thought you could be. Now it's not for everyone. If you're happy, don't do this. If you're just like how I felt where I was just like, listen, I'm good at what I do. I don't hate it, but I also, I don't see the point I'm doing it because someone's telling me to do it a certain way. And when the breaking point for me was when someone congratulated me and then said, you know, your reward is that you're now going to not sit in your office anymore, but sit in a cubicle out with your team. And we're going to double your team, but we're going to half, you know, your commission on them. Um, and, you, you know, saying negative things in a positive way to try to like fool me into it. And then like just determining my worth, even though we were the highest grossing team on in the company, but you know, we, uh, it, it doesn't matter. It, it, you know, I just didn't like when that someone else has the, um, power to determine my worth. And that was kind of a breaking point for me. So, you know, um, reach out to me. Uh, if I don't know it, cause there's plenty that I don't know, I will happily 
I know a bunch of other business owners that I've met throughout the years and networked with that I might know who to ask. But if you if you're someone who um, has done this, I would love to speak with you. I want to reach out to you privately. So so let me know. Um, you know, I think that's going to be it for the first one. I don't want to keep it too long, but um, that's going to be the gist of this. I do want to do plenty of interviews with other people that have done the same, a similar thing, traded in a job that was whether safe or not and did their own thing, chased a passion regardless of what it is. Doesn't matter if it, what industry. I want to know about it because I just want to make it seem more accessible than it feels to a lot of people. And today there's so much opportunity online and digitally that, you know, it doesn't have to be something that is home service based like mine. Um, it can, you know, it can literally be anything, even if it's a side hustle. I love side hustles. I, I still have them and, and enjoy doing them. So that's, I think I'm going to cap it there. Um, please reach out to me and, and I want to do interviews with those people and then I'll have other cool stuff mixed in. Maybe I'll tell you stories. I mean, what I do is pretty interesting. Um, every week is different. I'm on the five years in, I'm on the biggest and hardest hoarding job I've ever been on in my career. Um, you know, and it's very interesting, sad, but interesting. Um, and I'm happy to talk about anything. You know, a lot of people will say, what's, what's the worst thing you ever seen? Or what's the grossest thing you ever seen? I'll happily share that. Um, you know, to an extent, but you know, I, I want to cover that as well, but there's also other things, you know, I'll talk about the unique jobs I do, but I want to talk about the side hustles that are stemmed from this. I mean, I even worked all my way up to, I flipped my first house last year. Um, that is something I've always wanted to do and I was able to do it. Um, again, it seemed there's so much that goes into it and it seemed overwhelming, but you know what? I did it and yeah, I, you know, I partnered with someone who knew more than me and he taught me along the way and now I know a lot more than I did beforehand. I wasn't the full only person who profited. I only put in money, I learned and I got more money back. It was an awesome experience and I can't wait to do it again. Had I looked at all of the mountains of information and and tasks that are needed, I might've just been like, wow, that's too much for me. Never mind, And not gotten to where I am now. So, you know, have, have been that one circumstance. So, um, yeah, there's going to be cool stuff along the way. Definitely want to interview some cool people. And I definitely want to talk to people who might feel similar to how I did, where they just feel stuck or just looking for something more fulfilling and that can, you know, lead to more happiness. So, uh, thank you for listening if you are. And, um, again, uh, hit me up on Twitter. It's T G E R underscore zero one. Um, and I hope to talk to you all soon. Thank you and have a good one.